Okay, let's draw a breath and let's go to First Chronicles chapter 4, reading for verse 9 and 10. If you was here last week, we started this. I wasn't really sure without it going about Jabez again, but I thought it was enough here to go on. And the title of the message is Enlarge My Territory. I want to go into the hell backstory of Jabez. But his, ma- his name meant pain for different reasons, whether it was a difficult childbirth or he just reminded his mom of a bad relationship, but his n- name meant pain. And we spoke last week, oh, would I really just want to carry the pain for 2021 and before and a new year? But we would start the year asking, God, would you bless us? And we'll just read fit the story of Jabez. So, Chronicles is just a list, a genealogy, going back for Adam to Noah, to Noah, to Abraham, and tells a story. And again, we spoke last week, this is for Ezra recorded when they came out of exile in Babylon because they'd lost our identity of Father Wiz. There was a generation that had never lived in the promised land, and so Ezra was like, this is far we are. And it was a story, not of man's mistakes or heroism or weaknesses. It was a story of God has a plan, and His plan remains faithful. Doesn't matter if Far's in charge, doesn't matter if it's Boris, doesn't matter whether it's Nicola, doesn't matter if Far gets voted in or voted out, doesn't matter the rules and regulations at the time, God has a sustainable, constant plan to bring redemption to humanity, and God is faithful. So, this was for Ezra set out to do, and within this list, there's a man called Jabez. He thought it was important enough to stop the list and tell us two verses about this guy's life. It says, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. And last week we spoke about how, how difficult it would have been for this guy, gone through school, gone through academy, trying to apply for jobs. We are named called painful. It would have raised eyebrows. I'm sure he would have got some uh, comments about his name. But yet, verse 10, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me. And last week we said, it would maybe look if we said, God, would you bless us? Would you bless our families? Would you bless our fellowship? Didn't I put no limits on it or add in, would you bless me with a something? But we would be a people, as long as we've got life on this earth, that would be blessed by God and God alone. Or that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do. Keep me from all trouble and pain. There's a guy called Pain saying, can you keep me for pain? And God granted him his request. He almost go underline and circle and rejoice that God granted him his request. And so this morning we will be praying just a prayer of blessing that God would enlarge our territory. And we pray with confidence that God is able to grant us our request for an enlarged territory. And so for a few moments this morning, I was just been divulging, fit is this word, territory, because people and wars are fought our fit, territory. We send armies around the world because there's a battle that goes on for territory. It didn't just denote some land, it denotes influence. The queen, 
God loved the Queen. The Queen, oh, well, the Commonwealth. It says she is, there's 15 Commonwealth realms, which covers an area of 18.7 million kilometers squared. And the Queen can walk every inch of that and say, this is my territory, even when she's in a palace. A population of over 151 million, including UK, Canada, Australia as well. This is the Queen's territory. Many battles have been fought, many lives lost to deal with this world card territory. As nations want their borders to be extended in other places, there's clashes our territory. And here's Jabez wanting to be blessed and saying, God, would you extend my territory? And maybe God, as he granted them our territory, maybe it was land, maybe it was mere buildings, maybe it was mere fields, maybe it was a farmer, maybe it was mere animals. I'm sure that things would be included. But what does it mean for us when we play God enlarge my territory? We've all got our own individual territory, our families, our houses, the bed that we sleep in, the jobs that we occupy. But here's a guy called Jabez. I believe he walked to the edge of his fence posts and says, God, I want mayor. There's mayor to be done through my life. There's mayor realms to experience. There's more places to see. There's more people to meet God with us. Fence posts that are stand at the edge, or would you move them and enlarge them? And as Christians, as we think of God extending His territory through us, we do not think of just borders and nations. We think of God's kingdom influence upon people's lives. That we're not just some Christian influencers that we just want to be in charge of stuff so they could be Christians. Because sometimes the gospel is like washing people's feet. I was watching the program the other day, and this woman was a professional influencer. And some of you TikTokers and Instagrammers will ken exactly the type of person I'm on about. Come on, come out for the shadows. Fucking fan influencer is. There's only a few people admitting it. But this is a job that you would love. They became famous for none other than being cool on Instagram and TikTok. And they garnage all this followers, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. I'm not sure if the cutoff point is that you garnage enough followers that you're just a professional influencer. And because you've got all this followers, I guess it's by doing funny stuff or cool stuff, then companies will recognize you as an influencer. And they will give you like a cool pair of shades, and if you advertise this shades to vulnerable teenagers that are looking for identity, and you take a snapshot, this is my Calvin Clumps, and then you are now influencing the, it's like an advertising campaign that I get in to millions of young impressionable kids that think, oh, if I need to be cool, I need to get a pair of hard Calvin Clumps. And it's a multi-million pound industry. And they get hotels and holidays and yachts as long as they keep connected to the phone and to the teenagers or early 20s. People still trying to be cool. I mean, when you get to my age, 
and a bow of what sort of drops off and you just realize that you're just cool it's behind you and you're just you're influenced by what other people are wearing. But when we're thinking of Christian influence, we're not just thinking about Instagram followers. We're not just thinking, let's do a big media campaign for the church and see how much people can follow us. Because the why Jesus showed us was he was announced before him that John the Baptist says that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, therefore, and turn to God. And Jesus showed up with the same message and says, repent, turn to God, for the kingdom of God is at hand. This realm, they're like the United Kingdom, we borders and border controls, that there was going to be a kingdom of heaven influence upon planet earth. Isn't that exciting? The fact we experienced this morning was simply the kingdom of heaven coming to planet earth through people wanting to affect people's life and influence. Jesus really wants to influence your life. And he really wants his territory, which was bought with the precious blood of Jesus, me and you, to be effective as Christians. So when we pray, God, would you bless me for the sake of other people? God, would you enlarge my territory? It's not about us garnering more stuff. It's about God's kingdom being lived through us. And sometimes that's about multitudes coming and welcoming new people. As I said before, Jesus showed us a why you're serving. I mean, David preached a message years ago. Bring your tool. If you want to be a Christian, you need to can fit is to get doing into mucky places and to serve people well. People with dust on their feet. And so it's not about the publicity. It's about gaining territory that God loves through His people. So if I was excited to go on to 2022 and say, God, may your kingdom come this year through your church. Enlarge your territory. There's more to be done. As we stand like Jabez at the fence post of everything that we have achieved up to life now, for the day I was born in 1982, July the 21st, if you're taking notes. I've seen a lot. Yet, like Jabez, I stand at the edge of the fence posts and say, there's yet more to be done. We're grateful, Jesus, for the land that you have given us in 2021 and previous. Yet we kind of stand here and say, everything has been done. Let's settle for what we have got. Yet we stand at the edge and say, God, demer. There is mere compassion ministries. We're grateful for Boots for Barons that did all that work over the winter season. But there's mere compassion ministries to be burst through this place. I believe that we are my heart, we are my soul, that there's mere to be done for the poor in your community. There's mere souls to be saved in the areas and the territories that we are already possessing. There's mere to be done. There's merely a greater expression of the move of the Holy Spirit that would overshadow everything that we have seen in this fellowship previously. Father would join we us and say, God, extend your territory in our lives.
There's more people to be healed and delivered. There's too much people living in fear and anxieties, kind of get asleep at night, walking up in the middle of the night with the torment or the worries that all this life brings. We can that Jesus is the answer, so we've got to say, God, enlarge our territory. We're not going to settle for another 10 to be added, 20 to be added. We want more, 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 more for Jesus. We'll use ways and means that are relevant to people, yet the gospel of Jesus Christ is just good news to all humanity. Extend your territory, Jesus. Let it never be about FCC or a particular fellowship or church. We'll maybe have to join and partner in prayer with other fellowships, but we will do it with a keenness. God, it's not about us or our camp or our fellowship. It's about God's territory being extended. Jesus came and brought a new kingdom. As soon as you get saved, you get transferred kingdoms for the kingdom of darkness into His wonderful Light, you're in a new realm. It's like opening up the door. It's just a new world. And you get to know a God that can answer prayer, that loves you with an everlasting love, that you look upon the cross, and it just is a thing, but it means so much merit to salvation and to power of God in our lives. We think about Jesus Christ and it wants Maybe just a swear word that rolled off our tongue. But no, he's a name, he's a person that is worthy to be worshipped. And when you hear others take the Lord's name and figure, oh, he means so much to us, would rather you chose a different swear word. Because this is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that transferred us for just a realm without him in this world and without hope. And takes us into the family of God and says, we have a glorious hope of the gospel, Jesus Christ, and we become His territory. My prayer for 2022 is simply, God, use us for your glory. If ever that looks like, bless us and somehow, by the miracle of the grace of God, enlarge your influence in this community through a fellowship called Fraserburgh Community Church. What does that look like? I was thinking, oh, as Jabez prayed that prayer, expand his territory as he prayed it at the age, possibly, or all that he had, but he wanted more. He wanted more. He wanted more. I believe it takes a few things for the people that will say, we want more. Because it's one thing just to pray a prayer, or we want more, but you've got to care for it is to see it through, to be God's hand and be God's feet. Just a few things that I believe it takes. Courage and hard work. I believe as Jabez looked at his fence posts and his fence panels, as God answered his prayer for more, that it takes strength, it takes courage, it takes hard work, to go and see a territory expanded, to plow new ground. Nobody ever try to plow new ground with a spade or a shovel. It's hard work. And if we think spiritually that we'll just, God will give us mere territory without mere prayer, without mere dedication to Him, without mere hard work, I think we'd maybe fail. 
I think we maybe wouldn't see all that we want to see through Jesus Christ because as we pray, God, we do enlarge our territory. I believe God also says to us, be strong and be courageous. Before God assigned Joshua and other Israelites to go into the promised land, they'd settled in a place outside the promised land. Moses' his servant had died. If it was that God turned up and says from the he says, you're a to go into new territory, new land, a land flowing with milk and honey, but certain sure those giants in the land you will have to conquer. He said to us three times, Joshua, be strong and be courageous. I will be with you. Meditate on my word day and night, but be strong and be courageous. And then he said again at the end of God's speech to Joshua, be strong and be courageous. I believe we need to be a people that will be strong and be courageous. If we want to take step into new territory, we're going to have to have strength and a courage to maybe go places and meet people and sit with people that we've never sat before. And people think, well, courage, I'll do it when I'm never scared or anything. And I think being courageous is the complete absence of fear. How do you get scared? Do you get scared doing stuff? I get scared. But courage and strength, it's sort of, the fear is there. But you push through because you're determined to take a step. And courageous people will never say, I was never scared of anything. And I think about soldiers that go to war as they left the shores and an abandoned family for a greater cause for queen and country. Do you think they were just slightly scared? But they were courageous. They were strong. Their strength and their courage seemed to melt away the fear that exists and they went on away regardless of being scared. I was in a prayer Zoom this week and there was about 50 other pastors for Scotland in the northwest region of England. They were, were our Elam pastors, okay? So we're our Pentecostal pastors, and then by the miracle of Zoom, you get put in a little breakout rooms. One day I've encountered a little breakout room where you just go in. So instead of being in a room with 50, you're then in a room. I was just three of us in a room to pray for each other, three, two other pastors plus me. And I call him and uh, Pastor Rebecca for the middle of England. which is okay, if it's your number one prayer for 2022, call him for the church in Paisley, an amazingly gifted guy. Oh, pray. Would you pray for courage for me? I thought, you're a pretty courageous guy, anyway. He says, oh, it just feels so. That we've did the Christmas thing, we've did our nativities, but yet... There are steps of faith that we really just want to break through. It's got to take some courage. And he said this, we could do a lot as pastors on mental muscle, muscle memory. That we could do a lot to do with our services, just how it's done before. And we can sing our four or five songs and we'll get a sermon. It'll make us feel better. But yet we need the courage to make prayer, bold faith steps. It would really 
impact people's lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ and see his power come. And then we went to the lady and we was like, what do you want prayer for? She says, I just feel the same. That 2022 would be a, a year of courageous steps for Jesus. So I resonated with what they said and was like, pray for, let's pray for courage for each other. And I can't, if I was going to speak on this morning, I thought, if we want to see territory one for Jesus Christ, then Mark certain sure that we must carry is a spirit of courage. And as the word of the Lord was given about discouragement, it can it happens with discouragement. It discourage it disarms your courage. It disarms courage. So when you get discouraged. You should be courageous. You should be living life for Jesus and praying for the sick that they may be healed by a discouraged heart that's disarmed your courage. And even in ministry, we want to take the healing ministry, for instance. Somebody's got the gift of healing. They should be full of courage praying for the sick. But sometimes they've prayed for people and they've been laughed at. Sometimes they've prayed for people Expecting a miracle, and the miracle doesn't happen. And if it happens, a spirit of discouragement comes and disarms all your courage. Maybe one time you teen shared a prophetic word with somebody, and it just didn't resonate. Sometimes you shared your faith with somebody and told them what Jesus has done in your life. And they looked at you like, what on earth are you doing? All that stuff's Rubbish. If it happens, a disarming courage comes in. You think, well, if that's what happens when I pray for somebody, I'll maybe not pray for another people. If that's what happens when I share my faith, I'll maybe just need it again. We pray this morning that this, and we would be a people of courage, that all the discouragement of the past would go in Jesus' name, and we would be a people or courage. I believe if we want to see territory won for Jesus and claim lands for Jesus, it's got to take a people of great courage and of great strength. And I believe that Jabez, as he maybe stood there with his shovel ready to go, he needed a bit of strength, he needed a bit of courage to set out and expand the territory, his territory, hitting the move fence posts and fence panels and become a mere influential person. Let's pray at the start of 2022. God, would you come by your power? Would you strengthen your church? Would discouragement evaporate in the presence of the Lord? And would you raise up a people of boldness? Would you raise up a people of courage? Would you raise up a people of strength? And we never can how things are going to land. I often think that we live this Christian life we one fit up in the air. It would be great if I could tell you every prayer you'll ever pray for people and lay hands on people. It's got to be a success. But we almost have to live, we just, I'm not sure how this is going to land, God, but I'm courageous enough to take a step anyway. We're not sure how really tough the church is going to expand and go on, whether it will be a success. But we live this life, we won't fit in the air. I'm not sure how it's going to land, but I'm going to take a step anyway. I'm not sure what they will say if I tell them about Jesus and that I'm a Christian, but yet I need to land and take the step on it. Why? 
I'm not really sure as if we give a word to come to the front for sickness. I'm just really not sure if every sickness will go in Jesus' name. But yeah, we have to take the steps anyway and leave the results with Jesus Christ. I pray that this would be a fellowship that would live a Christian life with one leg raised, just willing to take steps. That vision that God has put in your heart for helping people. You're not sure how it's going to land, but you do anyway. Sometimes you'll just be sitting here in a moment on your own and think, I really should message that person. Ever had that? And encourage him. I should maybe pick up the phone and say, how are you? You've no idea how that conversation will go. You're never any idea whether they'll receive it well. But you did and take the step on a way. Let's be a courageous people. Secondly, Christ's love. We spoke a little bit about this last week. Christ's love manifest within our fellowship, within the territory that God occupies. That the spirit of the church, no matter far we go, or fit realms is yet to be occupied, should always be with the presence of love. And as if we think of Jabez, the end saying, enlarge my territory, he could have got more stuff. I believe it's like the fence panels is love. It's a border that keeps us all together and everything that is within the panels of this fence would be genuine, affectionate love. God is love. I pray in 2022 that we would always carry a heart of love for one another. Whether one gets added to the church or 20 or 200, this should never be a place of competing spirits. For Christ's love is as preferring other people above yourself. Isn't that amazing? It's difficult to live. And I have witnessed in 2021, and I'm part of some pastoral leadership things. To be fair, a lot of stuff, and we mark it about vaccines. If it happens, as a root of bitterness comes in, and people have different opinions, even in churches. And some folk come and some folk buy you a because they didn't believe the general opinion about things like that. The regulations, we can debate the different regulations, are they right or are they wrong? I can debate new variants, but the church should never be a hub or debating these things so that division comes in. Sometimes Christian love is us, fellowshiping with people that you share a different opinion to deal with different stuff in life. But the main thing is, this is God's church. This is Christ's church. And we've made a commitment of love regardless. Now, there are some main things in life. Jesus Christ is the only Savior. Jesus Christ is the only Lord. Jesus Christ is the coming King. These things will nail our colors to the mast, and we didn't move or shift boundaries with these things. Other things in life, they're just debatable things. But let's pray that within these boundaries, within these fence panels, that love, 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 love is a manifestation.
We think, oh, Jesus. He could have went, it says that Jesus set off for Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. And then he was too tired, and he did the really manly thing. He sent his chums shopping while he sat at the well and drank some water. And there was a woman there. It's amazing that Jesus could have went to Samaria and preached the gospel and seen the multitudes in Samaria. But he sat and had a conversation and loved this woman that was in a relationship cycle of success and failure, and she'd went through so much husbands. But yet he sat with her, and he showed her love. And through a word of knowledge, he explained, look, I am the one you've been waiting for. And they had a little debate, and yet she found the reality that she was sitting with the Messiah, the Savior of the world, showing love to one person. And that lady, Runawa, without her bucket, was so excited, and she went and preached to Samaria, a place that Jews were largely hated, and says to the people in Samaria, she would have been more familiar with the men, and she went to the men, and says, I've met the one, the prophet, that we are waiting for. You came at the hell multitude. It was a revival in Samaria. And they came out. And Jesus then bed in Samaria for days upon days. Multitudes getting saved. How did it start? How did Jesus enlarge his territory within Samaria? He did it by affecting one person's heart. There's flames inside of you that will start fires that I cannot reach. There's people that we will meet and you will meet that God will use as a key to an open door to areas and influences and places I will never go. And other people, a person sitting next to you, will never go. Yet God has placed you in your family, in your job, in your scenario, in your house, in your neighborhood, because you are a key to an open door for the gospel to move to that people. Jesus could have went to anybody that was good at preaching was Jesus Christ. And he could have went in there with a miracle crusade, but yet he sat and had a cup of coffee with a lady with problems. And he became the answer to all her problems. And she just went about telling people about Jesus Christ enlarging his territory. So you've got love as a fence post. I'll end with this, and I believe that this still is a virtue to be fun amongst Pentecostal Christians. We've got the courageous, strong Christian that we love and we embrace. We've got defense panels within fellowship that should always be found within us, a common cord of love and unity. But I believe the fence posts is us as we look to move out and see God's territory expanded. I believe it's righteousness and right living. Near self-righteousness that we think ourselves so highly of ourselves and we are so much better than anybody else that we will look down on people. But a righteous character that comes for God through the character of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen for that? Right living. Because if one thing history teaches us when the church gets involved in sin and scandal, God still loves them, and He will always give them a second chance. And it doesn't mean you've lost your salvation, but you are bought with the precious blood of Jesus. But can it gets affected, territory.
reputation. It's unfortunate. But if we really want a people that will see God's kingdom come on earth and we will see the territory of the Lord expand, we need to care for it as not just hear the word, but obey the word. I believe it huds the health thing together as we look to gain territory, the fence posts, would be right living. Living before the Lord with a clean conscience. When I was away at Edinburgh, you remember that storm? They just obliterated the Heritage Center and stuff in the Northeast. Well, we was away, we just escaped before that happened. And we was in Edinburgh, and you start to think when you've seen the reports, think fit condition am I going to find my Hussein when I get back? I couldn't phone and ask my dad to go and have a look because I'm putting his life in danger, and so it's best for Abdi to be safe. So you almost approached your land with fear and trepidation. But thankfully, I wasn't in mass destruction, but Kenfit got hurt the worst. My two fences at the other side were now flattened. You came the problem, the fence posts weren't in deep enough. And when I cemented hard enough to withstand the storm. And Jesus spoke about a parable. Many of you will ken it if you went to Sunday school, you'll ken it. About building. He says, if you build on sand, when the storm comes, you'll flatten. But if you build on bedrock, something of a sure foundation, then you'll withstand the storm. So if it's a difference because it's the same storm, the difference is your foundations and fit your building on. And I believe that God would say to us that if we want to be a people or gain in territory, make sure your fence posts, as Jabez was hit to move his fence posts, make sure they're strong enough to withstand the storms of life. Sand comes and our ships are formed. For some, it's eating too much cake. For some, it's just being lazier than they should. For some, it's other relationships that they shouldn't get involved in. For some, it gets public. For some, it's private. And it's our difficult stuff. But God has given us everything for life, holiness, and godliness. We didn't want to be a people that will gain some territory and slip back in the backsliding and then the territory that we should have in. We're still loved. God still loves us. We're still heaven bound. But the territory for Jesus gets affected. And when you start speaking like this, there's not a chorus of men's hallelujahs, but this is good teaching. This will save you for a lot of harm a lot of flattened fence posts, a lot of turmoil in your life. Be diligent. Be people of integrity. It's tax return time for the self-employed, me included. Do you right? Didn't I say you did 100,000 miles in your car when you did five? Because it was on the houses. Just do it right. Save yourself with some hassle doing the roads. You get your phone out. It's now get access to a World Wide Web or great stuff, but harmful stuff in there. Just watch for you watch on your phone. These things will distract us. 
just watch fire messaging. And I get too flirty with people, you shouldn't be flirting me. You care if I'm speaking about. This will save us. And save you. By a lot of hassle and flattened fences. That we would be a church that says, God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's be courageous. Let's not stop being fit steps of faith because we've been discouraged. This is a day to be encouraged. Let's be people that will be committed to each other with Christian love. Not just as a thing, because then it gets a bit, well, it's just a good model, isn't it? And non-Christians are, can be just as lovely as, more lovely than Christian people. But love is a presence. That's why when we come together and praise and worship, sometimes you feel it, don't you? Just a very much presence of love. And sometimes you feel it as you mix with other people. It's your heart gets full of love for other people. Just now, just thinking with the brain, it's a real presence, love. So let that love, if one thing with the church is filled with love and life, it will grow. God will see that that fellowship grows. And let's be people with good panels, want to take steps, but with good fence posts that will commit themselves to the why of the Lord. And ask the worship team to come up. We've said a lot, we've declared a lot, and it's been great meeting together again. We're just going to stand and sing a song of praise and worship. We're going to pray a prayer, a declaration. That 2022, we would see God's kingdom extend. His realm. There's mere realms that we have got to go. It's like a starship enterprise. Gone into new frontiers. There's new adventures yet to be had. And yes, there's stuff that we will go through that awaits us, that will cause us pain. But yet, God, would you extend your kingdom through us? And that God would fill us with His love, the presence of Jesus, and we'd stand strong in the Christian faith. We would care for it is to deal in this life now, like what we once were, crooked, not knowing God or His ways, but we would commit ourselves in weakness to His path. And I believe if we embrace these things, we will see God's territory extended in our day, in our places, or influence. Let's stand as we sing our final song. Jesus, we stand as a fellowship, not just to garnage mere followers. We are Facebook campaign. But we are genuinely wanting a move of God and your kingdom to be extended. We look upon the world and see so much hopelessness and death and disease. Yet you are a God that has given us life and light and freedom. And help us as we would pray this prayer. God, would you extend your territory? Would you reach out through your church to the highways, to the byways? Would you p draw people in through your kindness? That we would be a fellowship or courage or strength or boldness. That the poems that's yet to be written, we would write. That the songs that's yet to be sung, we will sing.
that the stories that's yet to be told, we would write them. That the people that we've yet to witness to, we would witness to. That the people that we've yet to lay hands on, we would be courageous enough to lay hands on them. That the sermons that yet to be written, we would preach them. That God, you would live life, your life through us. And we pray again for our discouragement to fire the ground, that today would be a new day. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. And God, we ask that we would be bound together with the God love. Thank you that you are love and the greatest manifestation that has been to be seen through your people is the greatest gift of love. Would you right now fill our hearts or love for one another, preferring others more than ourselves? And God, we see as well that temptation is our ruin us to do wrong things. It's not easy to keep our hearts right. But I thank you that through your grace you will keep your people strong and ready for battle. Help us to deal in this life with our integrity and generosity and keep our relationships right. For when the storms of life come, we'll be found as those who put their life and stood on a sure foundation. And his name is Jesus. We thank you for the gathering of the saints. We thank you that you have moved in power once again. Continue to refresh us as we lift our voices in prayer and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.